0: Hey everybody, welcome to episode 86 of Metallicast, the Metallica podcast. I'm your host and fellow Metallica fan, my name is Brandon, and I am joined by a Metallica fan with a dream, a Hollywood dream, so to speak. Um, He is Mr. John Jennings. John, welcome to Metallicast.
1: Thank you for having me, Brandon.
0: Of course, of course. We have uh, talked a little bit offline prior to this recording, and uh, you have a very cool uh, idea for something you would love to see come to fruition. But before we jump into your work, let's start at the beginning. How did you get into Metallica?
1: Awesome. Uh, back in the 1900s, as I love to say. <laughs> um <laughs> I was in eighth grade when my family moved back to where we're originally from, to East Tennessee, and it was just before um, Master of Puppets was released. So the first time I'd ever heard Metallica was Ride the Lightning. Oh, awesome! One of my, one of my friends down there in East Tennessee was like, oh, "Why didn't I hear this up in Michigan, just outside of Detroit?" You know, I thought, oh, I'd hear it there, but no, I heard it down there first. <laughs> yeah, you know, and then I, the I got my. Uh, Master of Puppets cassette. I, like, I don't know. Soon after, he's you know down there and living in Tennessee, and as my entry to him, and been ever, ever since you know fourteen, fifteen years old, and could not imagine life without him. Awesome.
0: So, how does that fandom turn into you wanting to develop a movie based on a Metallica song?
1: Yes, it's I love this part. I love telling the story and I love that the, the um, fans are interested and I I think that might um, give me a hand actually, you know, fans being interested like you, you know. Of course. Um it's a classic case of the music made me do it. <laughs> um I know right, it's fun. I wasn't planning on writing a movie. I was living so I I moved back to Michigan. I lived here for quite a while and I did move back to East Tennessee my mid to late 20s and as I was living down there, um I don't know. It's funny how I relate where I live and what Metallica album was released. But I've been down there. <laughs> I do the same. Not to interrupt you. I do the same <laughs>
0: thing with, uh like, holidays. I because for some reason, like, I associate like I remember being a kid and you know like, uh reload grudging s&m like all came out in november like right before thanksgiving so whatever yeah. every time like thanksgiving rolls around i just feel like popping in those albums yes. you know and reliving yes. that moment um it, i you know i got to injustice for all and the older albums years later after their release but i remember like the first time i heard black it, it was like you know cold january snowy day like the perfect weather to experience black and you know so every winter i'm like you know i find myself going into a a just as deep dive (laughs) yes
1: that's awesome yes so i'm living in east tennessee uh load comes out and i'm just riding around and i i that's kind of weird to explain but i i heard the outlaw torn and i actually saw what they were the, the lyrics were telling me, you know, as I, I saw the story that the song had told. I sounds weird, it sounds awesome, it's weird. That's not, that's the only way I know how to describe it. That's what happened because I heard it and literally something kind of took over. I just listened to it over and over again and I felt shit over and over. Excuse my language, but you can swear, I it's okay. <laughs> uh, I'd keep it in a minimum, but I felt something and it just really, really hit me, you know, and it ate at me. So I literally wrote down the story that I was seeing, you know, it was kind of cool because I would see, I would play the song and i would hear more i'm sorry i would hear the song and i would see more of the story right, that they yeah. were telling you know and so it eventually got at me he's like I, I gotta get this out you know and uh, i i did get the story out and i came up to michigan to visit that not <clears throat> not long after and i told one of my high school friends about it you know i said man listen what happened to me and you know, i told him he said, that's a really cool story He said well stop by my house before you go back to tennessee so i stopped by his house and he's got these two books um Sid Field is the name of the author is it's about writing movies, screenwriting, you know, understanding how to do it and actually doing right. it. you know and so I went home and took those books in my story and it just like I said it took me over it was a really fun process you know it was really like kind of almost like a medium you know I, my friends <laughs> laugh at me when I describe this because I didn't plan on this you know the powers the be were coming yeah. through me it was awesome and I just let it happen it was such a beautiful process and I read these books and everything happened so easy you know and, and writing this first screenplay was very it came very natural it just came out you know and I didn't realize what I was doing, but I just knew that I had to do what I was doing and getting this out. So I didn't quite put it together that this was the same concept that they had till a couple of years later, actually. I was like, hey, man, one's the same thing, you know, this is the same concept. And I was like overwhelmed. I was like, this is great. And I, you know, I wanted to scream it to the top of the world, and you know, nobody's listening. You know? It's awesome. It's crazy. You know, right? having these incredible moments by yourself. You know, in the yeah. Night, and nobody's around. And it's it's awesome. But anyways, um, and, you know, I can't let something like that go. That was literally 1998. You know? wow. So it's been quite a while since I've been doing this, and I can't let it go. You know. But uh, um. So what so does the,
0: what does the song "The Outlaw Torn" mean to you?
1: like when everything—it literally changed my life <laughs> i'm sorry go ahead the,
0: just like what uh was it the music the lyrics everything that just sort of like pulled you into that track
1: yeah you know it was everything it was the lyrics it was you know and if you listen to that song james is just screaming like no other song like he's just it's almost like his screaming's like a cry out for help because the song is is the guy's going through something, and so is the movie. That's what, the guy's going through something pretty hardcore, you know, mm-hmm. being ripped out of his beautiful life, you know, and the movie's called Innocent Victim, you know, so he's not wanting to be in this position, you know, so and just hearing James's scream, you know, and there's, there's so many parts of the song, so many lyrics that just relate to what the guy's going through, and it's just, I, I know the song just means so much to me, because like I said, it just it's brought, it brought this out of me, and it's you know, almost literally 25 years later, and I, I can't let it go. I've written four more movies since that. And you know, oh, wow. I've got so much to, yeah, I really have so much more to get out, but you know, being who I am, knowing not a soul in the business, except for the one person. Oh wait, I mean, back up, I told you this is back up the part about who my mentor is.
0: Of course. Yeah.
1: I, I Yeah. I'm such an idiot. So, um, so backing up, I, I, uh, I knew that this was the same concept that they had had, you know, it's the, I realized one day that this is the same concept as one Describing what the main character goes through and Johnny Got His Gun, so mm-hmm. I thought, man, this is this is great. Who can I find to help me out, you know? And I, uh, I finally thought I, I, found somebody that I knew that could help me. And it took me quite a while to get a hold of him. We finally made contact in 2013. Oh, wow! So it took it's yeah. Nobody really cares if you don't know anybody. And yeah. yeah. It's, it's really hard to get help in this the industry. And, yeah. But I had somebody who's worked very close with them on something pretty historical in the past i'd say since you know about yeah. what he's uh-huh. done you know and i'd love to talk to somebody off air because you know he just asked me to say his name on air right but uh um this he's done something very historical but um he jumped in in 2013 and has been my mentor ever since, and and like I said, I didn't even plan on being a screenwriter when all this started, you know, so mm-hmm. I have like pretty much have this script that I, I said, hey, can you help me with, and he's like, yeah, I'll give you a hand, and he's went through it, and he has given me his notes, and I have rewritten it, I, I bet you probably five times throughout the nine years that we've been uh, in contact, and he's been, like I said, my mentor and my friend, you know, we're on a pretty much right. personal level now, you know, nice. what's going on in his life, and um, his career has been incredible too. Besides what he's done with Metallica in the past, so he's had a, a pretty good career. And it's so good to have one person, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that said, hey, I like what you have, I get what you have, and and I'll give you a hand because I know what then I know what you know right. what you're doing, and I, I I get it, you know. So, it yeah. was it's it, so for the last nine years now, it's had, it's been really I don't know, really helpful knowing that somebody. Is, is helping me and sure. you know move, move forward with this because before i had nobody in it like i said it's so hard to get help but yeah, yeah so hopefully somebody will hear this <laughs> concept and be like yeah i, I know somebody <laughs> that knows somebody that knows somebody and we like to see this movie And i'm like i kind of want to see it too <laughs> all
0: right so you mentioned it's called an innocent victim so yeah, just in-
1: just just innocent victim
0: just innocent victim so yeah, uh a- w- Walk us through the the you you've given little hints of like sort of what the concept is what uh, uh, the the general story summary is uh, but tell us a little bit more so if anybody's listening out there you know we we have a better understanding of well, what this is and, and and let's see if we can try to make some uh, let's see if, as you describe I can make the connections to the outlaw yes, torn sir.
1: yes sir I'm with you so let's go back to one and Johnny got his gun. Right. Um, So, pretty much, watching the video, you can clearly see the relationship between the two. You know, there's clips of the movie in the video, and you can definitely see that the song is telling about what we're seeing in this old school movie. Right. You know, and it's blown up in this war, and you see the missile. I mean, what a great thing that was! Their first video too. I mean, what an awesome thing. So it's that it's that concept. So imagine, um outlaw Torn tells the story of a guy who I, I just want to say he was like ripped out of his normal everyday life, like a good life. Like you have a good life. You have a, a family you've built and mm-hmm. it's very comfortable and you know, something out of your control just pulls you out of it and you're just thrown into the, uh, the gutter. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't, <laughs> this, this story doesn't work out in the end. I like to say that, um, I, the, um, the prize money for the talent show wasn't enough to keep the orphanage open, so to speak. You know, because <laughs> how many movies ended like that? You know, right. there's tons of movies that ended in you know it's, we can keep the orphanage open. You know, it's, yeah, it's, this, <laughs> does, this does not work out in the end, and it's it's it can happen to so many people. You know, so many else can happen to this. You know, this this same concept. You know, what what the main character goes through. So, innocent victim is the same concept. Like I said, for um. Uh, a la torn every word for it you know every line in that song is something in that movie and I have s- so many times seen you know what I, I think in my head you know would be comparable to the video like one in Johnny Gunn is going like oh this would be in this line you know this would be that part because it's that part of the movie that's the script that it relates to you mm-hmm. know, that's the part I'm to the part of the script that it relates to that right uh I, mean, I don't know it's just the same you know I, I watch and think you know, that's what it would be like. It would be the same thing, but I have no help. And you know, like I said, it's just—I'm so glad you're helping me out and putting me on the air. And I'm—I'm I'm sure I'm sounding stupid and talking in the circle, but
0: <laughs> I didn't
1: plan on being a screenwriter. I love it. It's yeah. a great process, and it's a wonderful thing. I really, truly do feel blessed. I do have a lot more than just the one script, but—and you know, this could actually be uh, a series, also. You know, there's many innocent victims, innocent, and sure. I'm sorry, positive and negative yeah. outcomes. But, um this one is is definitely something to do with the outlaw and there's no other way and, and like I said I wish I could say the person's name that' been my mentor and <laughs> one of these days he will be thankful and the funny thing is this man this guy's never asked for a penny he's never yeah. been hey I need this he's gave he's got a lot of his time effort and energy you know in his hand on this project you know and I I hope that somebody will help us move this project forward and one of these days we will all be celebrating this a, a metallica movie that's you know just like i mean one and johnny god is gun. i can't say it enough
0: well so. i i really admire your passion for the project and obviously this is something that like you said you were not expecting but it seems like it has consumed you now that's um, all. Yeah. and you know and <laughs> and uh the passion is translated into the grind right you, you're you experiencing like the grind of trying to get the script out there, get your name out there, make connections network. And, uh, you know, like you said, when you're not, yeah. when you're like coming into it later in life and you're, and you don't have those connections, it's a lot harder, but, um, you know, little by little though, it, it's getting out there. You know, I, I, oh, I've, I've okay. seen, uh, this floating around, uh, you know, we've had contact and it's, I've seen it floating around here or there, Um, you know, people talking about it online. So it's getting out there, I think among Metallica fans. And when I hear the outlaw torn, it's such an interesting track because the musically it is almost atmospheric at moments and it builds that tension into like when it has a guitar. So it's like almost like a frenzied guitar solo and, uh, it's heavy but not in the same way like a blackened is heavy. And I think lyrically, uh, you know, it's that the the lyrics add to the heaviness of the song. They're just like, uh, it's like uh, the, the lyrics to me, it's like dealing with grief, dealing with like longing, dealing with all these emotions. Like, and you're just like trying to understand like what, in the world is happening <laughs> to you <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry this dude won't leave me alone <laughs>
0: no his dogs are welcome <laughs> so, anyway, yeah
1: i'm so glad that you listened to listen to that song first and not first but i'm sure a lot actually oh yeah uh, and, and that's a, and that's a definitely. standout
0: track to be in their catalog
1: oh yes i'm so glad to hear that man the first time i heard it, like i said i was i felt it i literally it was it was yeah. incredible so yeah i yeah, to hear that too and i'm, I'm hoping that Like, you know, you're helping and Deacon wants to talk to me and you want to talk to me. And I'm hoping that a lot of people will uh kind of be like they were, you know, I, they were underground. I mean, I have, let's do this underground. Let's get it done right. uh, through the fans, you know. So right, I, yeah. I, I remember going through, you know, their, like I said, I jumped, jumped on at Master of Puppets. So I remember not hearing them on the radio. Sure. And what a big deal it was when we finally saw them on MTV for the first time. So I remember going through all that, and it was it's kind of neat to know that they were doing world tours with you know no radio play at all. So know. so hopefully the fans will be like, hey, we kind of get what this guy's saying. He got it out a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> of understood. course. You know, and and I'm then and then you know people just maybe they'll know somebody. Deacon's got a, a few people too that I might be meeting. So awesome. hopefully we'll be you know doing that. Deacon you know, from I'm the pumped. Deacon
0: and Co. Show, friend of the friend of Metallica's.
1: Yes, sir. Yes. And you know we're pumped. I'm, so this airs Monday. I, I'm leaving in the morning. As soon as we hang up, I'm going to try to get some sleep because <laughs> I, get to, I get to go see them in Vegas tomorrow night. All so, right, that, that is so this weekend. Time.
0: So what yes, are you I uh, are, are, are you hoping for uh, the Outlaw Torrent? Uh, it's not likely, but are you hoping for it? <laughs> I would, it would make my ear to hear it. It would make my ear to hear
1: it. Yeah, I, definitely it was I nice it, though.
0: it was nice when they played the 40th anniversary shows because you got a sample of everything and you know i love the old stuff of course but i i wish that in recent years they were they'd pull out more from load and reload other than like fuel and memory like i'm fine with those tracks but like you know dig out like you know until it sleeps or king nothing or hero of the day or bleeding me like these are the songs that they used to play all the time and now they're they're sorely lacking from the the settlers and those were like huge hits too you know like even if a casual fan is there they're gonna know those songs they're still played on you know where rock radio still exists they're still played all the time you know i uh so i i i I, hopefully you get a couple old reload tracks because i you know we follow each other on twitter and I saw you-, you post something that you think Load is the greatest album of all time. Is that an accurate uh, statement?
1: Yes, 100%. Not just because that lot torn on it, is on it. It's because of, I mean, just from beginning to end, every song is just hammered down nothing but nothing but good, I mean Metallica. I mean it's and uh, to me like it's weird because because a lot of people thought, "Oh, they sold out after they after the Black album, they cut their hair, and I thought, no, that was probably one of the most progress I've seen in all their albums. Was from Black to Load, because Load, like I said, like I, I literally, I, think Load is from beginning to end, every song, hands down, I, I just one of their best ever. It's so underrated, and I don't know. And not look what it's done to my life. It's, it's gotten right. hold of me for twenty five years now. It's great. Though. <laughs> I mean, it, it I think.
0: Look? I think Load is probably the most underrated album in their catalog
1: if I had to choose one. Oh, see, I totally agree. And I'm trying to, you know, get this going. You know, this happened, like I said, in 98. So, and, you know, my best friend was like, you know, I got so many friends and people that are behind you wanting to help and everything. And going from then to now to try to get help in the industry, it's so different with, you Know the technology now. Back then, we were sending envelopes, you know, self addressed <laughs> right, en- yeah. envelopes to you know these. Um, I bought, I bought, I remember buying a bunch of agents' numbers somewhere, you know, got mm-hmm. their addresses, you know, and had to you know, fish for help, you know. Of sure, course, they yeah. really got they really got a handful back out of a hundred, you know, and now it's it's you know, right here we are talking on this, you know, right? Yeah, looking for help here. You know? So, we love technology, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs>
0: it's just it's it's funny to me usually when you hear somebody uh got into the band at I know on Ride the Lightning Master Puppets those are not the people hailing load as the greatest I album did, did, of did. all time so that's I, really I, cool I, to you so, <laughs> that's why i see that the people
1: my age are the ones that are like uh screw them after you know black album and, <laughs> yeah. and Lars, yeah. or sometimes
0: before there. the black yeah. album Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, <laughs> sometimes after said, master puppets when cliff yes, passes you hey, know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> i remember seeing
1: something jason said years ago well, i can't remember what it was on but when people say metallica sold out and he's like yep every show yeah. oh yes. yeah yeah it's such I a great quote yeah coolest <laughs> answer you know you're damn right they sell out every single time they play <laughs> so
0: have you're you're about to leave you're like a Less than 24 hours away from leaving to see the Mighty Absolutely. Talica in Vegas. Um, have have you seen them before? Is this your first oh. experience? You, you've seen
1: them many times before? or Not as much as Deacon, but this will be my only my third state seeing them. In. So I've seen them here in Michigan four times, in Tennessee twice, and this will be Nevada once. So well, when,
0: when was I, your first show?
1: It was Tennessee... Some as Nashville, I remember it was the black album right after the uh, It was a black album because they opened up with, um, what man, I can't remember now. Don't Shred on the thing, I think that's what they opened for in Nashville. I always oh, try wow. to remember the song they opened for, yeah, yeah. They're only really open. With, sorry. open with. They
0: will not be opening yeah. with "Don't Tread on Me" in Las Vegas. <laughs> no, no. no sir, no sir. Hmm. I'm interested though to see like what their set lists are like going forward. Like, will they pull more from the 40s shows? You know, will we get some of those deeper cuts, or are they just going to be like eh, we're you know kind of back to the 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 usual grind, which is fine too, but yeah,
1: oh yeah, you, you know, know, there's a handful of songs on the new album. That, uh, you know, the new album, that's not it's not new, but
0: the um, newest album that's yeah, already like yeah. five years old already.
1: it's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, but there's so many good songs in that one. But I'm sure. I, I bet Deacon said how they did it the the 40th show. I like how he said that they did one. They made sure they got every, every album in there. But that's, yeah, that's kind of neat. Hopefully they'll do that too. You know, so yeah, I'm not sure if they will, but that'd be yeah you they, get that
0: in well it was cool too because the first night they did uh they started with kill them all and then they went all the way to hardwired and then night two they went backwards hardwired to kill them all so it was like a nice little old school sandwich you know <laughs> <laughs> <A> thrash sandwich <laughs> most, definitely. most definitely
1: heck yeah. Oh, yeah yeah It's been, you know i couldn't imagine life without these guys they have um so it doesn't matter what you're going through. They got a song for it, don't they? Oh yeah, for for real. They, the the tweet that I put out there, I retweeted somebody's whatever you know, and the, a philosophy book is being written about their lyrics. Oh yeah, Did there'll be
0: there'll be something coming up on ass
1: about that. It's oh, that so without amazing. saying too this- much. Yeah. Oh, I I, I, <laughs> no, no, that. no, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> I, just, I, I just thought that was just well, to see that. I was like, I don't think people realize how big of a deal this is. This is, yeah, huge, I think.
0: it's. I've always said, um, you know, that I think James Hatfield is, uh, one of the most underappreciated lyricists and vocalists. Um, you know, he, I he has that signature voice that gets ripped off so much these days. And it's very easy and very funny to do, uh, uh, you know, a a Hatfield's parody, like, yeah, you know, like, and, and and that is part of his voice, you know? And, and, and when you, when you do the impression, I do the impression too. It's, it's funny. It's, it's, it's easy to mimic, but there's a lot more to his voice than that. And there's a lot of soul and a lot of, uh, uh, range not like a ronnie james dio range but there's you know there's a lot of range in that voice that you would not expect um and lyrically you know he there's not too many metal vocalists or or metal lyricists that uh you know i think dig as deep as he gets and i think that's part of the reason why they have sort of transcended the genre and have become you know one of the all-time biggest bands
1: ever it's amazing to see them how they just became over the years who they are, and I love seeing the, the young younger fans, the younger generation too. Oh yeah, like just yeah. Oh yeah, I love seeing that. It's amazing too. Um, I wanted to let you know to my favorite concert can never be top because it was Metallica. Here I say Detroit, but I'm outside of Detroit. Um, it was uh New Year's Eve, 1999, going into two thousand. Oh yeah. So just those dates right there, it's like man, yeah. how can you top that, you know
0: that's cool mm-hmm. i um I, I remember that show because wasn't it with i was i didn't go to the show but i remember it being like a big deal it wasn't it with uh kid rock and Ted nugent because they're both from like the Detroit yep. area
1: yep. And yeah and seven dust and i'm oh, this yeah. is one of the shows that i was one of the people that were there for the opening band because i love seven dust seven dust is awesome yeah. But yeah, I've seen Kid Rock and uh, Ted Nugent so many times. It's like <laughs> he almost turned down the offer to go. You know, they're either they are you know the local people and everything. But yeah, I've only seen Bob Seger once though. Bob Seger's another local guy. Oh yeah, who's incredible and and how awesome! This, my my favorite remake will always be Metallica's "Turn the Page."
0: I mean, there's no uh, band better at covering songs. I think than Metallica, yeah. and yeah. I mean to for them to pull off. Uh, Turn the page, you know, by Bob Seger is a pretty iconic rock song. So for them to like kind of give it new life and make it their own the way they did, I think yes. it's really impressive. And I yes. think it, I think that's another underrated song in their catalog because it. I I feel like people kind of sometimes brush it aside because it is a Bob Seger cover, but they just yes. masterfully do it, you know, and make it, it. It sounds like a Metallica song, even though it's a song that. Millions of people already know. Yep. There's not many yep. people who could pull that off.
1: No, no. And I bet you know every word that Bob wrote, James sang it feeling the same way because, yeah. you know, about being on the road the whole nine yards. And yeah, that was just well, that's that will always be the there's there can never be another remake, I think, in my eyes because of where I'm from, of course. I mean, Bob Seeger's history is pretty deep in our, you know, a little local area, you know. And I love telling people that he played my dad's prom. 1967 <laughs> right. and my dad said he was like was a quarter to get in he was mad because they had to pay yeah i went and saw bob seeger and it was more than a quarter
0: <laughs> i have um <laughs> i'm from new england uh and i have uh one of my uncles was telling me a story he was in college he went to like some house party he had this band play uh that nobody had ever heard of before uh, called Aerosmith, <laughs> yes,
1: yes, that's awesome to hear, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's another story, too, that I love hearing those stories. My best friend called me years ago in the 90s. And, um, man, he's in Ohio somewhere. Uh, I just heard this awesome band called Bush, they're yeah. gonna be somebody someday. I know it, like, <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 sorry about that, yeah. I love that kind of story, yeah. But, yeah, I'm so looking forward to this Metallica stuff. And, you know, I'm hoping that um, this just keeps a snowball effect. You know, people just keep getting interested. You know, Metallica fans' eyebrows are lifted, and they want to be like, yeah, this sounds cool. It sounds like something I would love to go see, you know. So hopefully we can get some people involved and want to help. And, you know, um, Deacon and I uh, um, got some people lined up. And and I love it that me and him has become friends throughout the, I think, five months now we've been talking. Yeah anticipate the show for a couple of months you know and i timing's perfect you know i bought a house five years ago and i haven't done anything fun i need to
0: do something fun Nice, good for you
1: yeah remodeling a house and just you know doing that yeah yeah yeah. awesome
0: so if people want to reach out about the movie what's the best way they can reach you and i'll put a link in the episode description too but say it out there for everybody
1: twitter or i can give my email out if you think but twitter's fine
0: and how can people where can people find you on twitter what's your uh Uh, so
1: the movie one is the outlaw torn four and my me is just john j-o-n john jennings six and both of them have you know you can open to direct message me if you want and yeah, I'd love to talk to anybody about this. I love this actually. It's kind of kind of fun, and, and Great. I think you think it's an interesting too because you wouldn't have me on here. So it's kind of neat yeah. to see that people are like, "Hey, this is a cool concept. I get it. I need to practice on relaying it to." This is my second podcast, <laughs> so I, I want to make sure I get out there a little bit better, you know, because I feel like I was talking in circles. But
0: you you did fine, and that's my uh, my job to help to help you out there you know so hopefully i did my job okay <laughs> oh, perfect, bro. Perfect, bro. the first
1: one i did i talked so fast i took notes i had three pages of stuff i wanted to get out and i was like this one i know the story i'm just going to talk with you and i like it that yeah. we're we're not just talking we're seeing and it's kind of neat you know? yeah it's a little bit better and i like to I, keep I it,
0: loved it i like to keep it loose in conversation like i said before we start recording there's no plan except to talk about the movie. <laughs> yes, and, and Metallica. I mean, yeah, about Metallica. I mean, right. love Metallica, man. Like, of I course, those guys.
1: Oh yeah. I saw them the last time I saw him I'm telling you, it was uh, Saint Anger. I told De- I told Deacon that. Yeah. Like, what? Okay. <laughs> like, hey, <I> just yeah. <laughs> so it's it's well overdue. I can't wait to see them. I mean their performances every time. It's oh, yeah. just Unbelievable. So how many times have you seen them?
0: Great question. I think. um I want to say twelve, so not like a super nice. lot, but you know enough to to be happy. I've I've had some cool experiences though. Like I saw them at the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. I made the trip out to Cleveland for that, so that was really cool. Um, even though obviously you don't get a full performance, it's a very unique performance, you know. Um, and I I do not count this as part of the performances I've seen, but uh and I've mentioned this on the air before, but I actually went to a Lulu listening party that Lou Reed and the band were at. So <laughs> get, out of here. get out of here. Yeah. I
1: think I saw some YouTube footage on that. That sounds familiar. I mean if you if they
0: have a short video on their YouTube and you yes, can sir. see me in the video. <laughs> like, yeah, definitely. How awesome. I think I'm I'm by like one of the Lulu statues. I, I remember. it's funny, I remember Uh, you know, they released a video like right after the event. So I watched it since I went there. I was like, Oh, I see me and my girlfriend who's my wife now and then uh they randomly like reposted all that stuff onto their YouTube page. Like it was down. And they put it all up on the YouTube page within the last year, sometime. And I was like, "Oh, this is." I completely forgot, like, about the video. I was like, I was like, oh yeah, this is the thing I went to." And I was like, "Oh, there I am!" <laughs> Definitely, that's
1: incredible. Yeah. So you're you're over in? Uh, you said in New England. Right? That's a, yeah, that's, I'm in. That's
0: uh, a very... I'm in Connecticut right now
1: they got to roll through there every now and once in a while. I mean, you're not far from a bunch of areas. They I could, and...
0: I could, I'm, I'm closest I'm in Connecticut. At, so even though it's new England, I'm closer to New York city. Um, so right. if they do like, you know, a New York gig, that's ideal. Um, but you know, we have, they, they could do Newark or they could do, uh, uh, you know, I, I I've seen them at MetLife stadium where the giants and jets play. And, um, you know, it, we have we have a very small arena and amphitheater in Bridgeport, Connecticut. But if they want to, you know, t- scale it down a bit, they're welcome to come to Bridgeport. That's a hop, well, skip away <laughs> for me.
1: So, did you get your email this morning? So
0: I did Buffalo yes. and Pittsburgh. So yes, I'm I'm not sure I'll I'll make it to either one. I'm I'm but I have I'm I'm going to see if I can make Buffalo work because I have family there. So nice. I'd have like an easy place to crash and probably yes, cousins to go with. Yes, um, I like that. So I'm I'm gonna see if I can make it work. It just there's so many right now for people who've listened to the podcast regularly. I, I've I've mentioned there's just a lot of moving parts right now with wife and babies and oh, yeah. jobs and this. So it's just a matter of making sure it all works in the schedule so I can break out of the family bubble and do the yes. trip. with So that might happen, might not happen, but I'm going to try to make it happen because I, I, I really miss seeing them live. Uh, yes. I mean, I, I got to see them on the hardwire tour, but then, you know, COVID happened and there were no tours. So yep. Yep. now that they're coming back, I, I, I want to yep. try to get hopefully back everything, out there. Everything, yeah. Hopefully
1: we'll line up and you'll be able to make the trip and uh i'm pretty sure deacon's probably just gonna drive and i'm gonna drive there too so i'm gonna have some friends from you know just out. i'm actually in between detroit and toledo so we're not far okay, yeah. off. So we can we can just come right around there and just hit the other side of it we can probably take a boat from lake erie if i wanted to <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: well thanks so much Sweet. for coming on this was a lot of fun talking we'll have you come back on uh, sometime and we'll we'll choose like a Metallica topic of your choice and, and we'll yes, do a sir. deep dive into that topic and uh, uh, check out the links in the episode description to follow John on Twitter reach out to him by DM if you have questions or interests about the about Innocent Victim or any of his other projects you've developed you you've, you have four or five other screenplays you've written or in the process of writing you said um, so please reach out it sounds like a really cool concept I, I'm a I will support any passionate Metallica fan who is inspired this deeply by our favorite band. You know, it's it, it's a it's a funny thing doing this podcast because you instantly uh, feel connected to strangers because it, it's like when you're walking down the street and you see a complete stranger wearing a Metal t shirt and you're like. All right. You're, you're like, yes. you're, you're like me. Yes.
1: Yep. 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 I know you. you're my people, I know yeah, you. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> exactly. I can
0: feel safe with you.
1: Yes. Yes. So yes, everybody around. I'm going to trust you first. Yes. <laughs> yes. So
0: check out the links in the episode description to give John and Innocent Victim a follow on Twitter. Follow Metallicast on Twitter at Pod. I'm also at Pod on Facebook and Instagram. Make sure you download, subscribe, and leave a positive five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I I, I hear they might be doing reviews on Spotify now. Uh, Leave a review anywhere you check out this podcast. Uh, I know it sounds like a small thing, but if I get a lot of positive reviews, uh, it helps out the podcast in a great way. So if you would be so kind, uh, please do so. And I want to shout out the one-man band, bison who does the uh the intro music for Metallicast. check out the links in the the episode description to support bison in any way shape or form that you can i'm trying to think if there's anything i'm forgetting i probably am but it does not matter i i hit all the high points we plugged your uh, we plugged you john we plugged Metallicast on social i plugged bison i think i'm good to go i'm ready to do my sign off but john will you help me with yeah I, i mentioned a heffield impression right I need you to help me. I need you to dig deep.
1: Yes, I, I all right.
0: So yeah. I, I, I always end saying,
1: mid up your ass, yeah."
0: And I would love if you would do the honors this time. Give me your best, James Hatfield.
1: Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that was like a fuel, a yeah, yeah. <laughs> a fuel? yeah it was a fuel. Ooh, yeah. Awesome. Thanks, John. <laughs>
0: i not experts. expert.